0: for listening to episode 114 of 60 minutes with i'm dave and this is another one of our interview shows and in this one i'm joined by tina as we chat with the lovely lori Cardeal. Uh, now tina has been corresponding with Laurie for quite a while now and their shared love and passion of art and all things creative it's definitely highlighted in this show as you'll hear in just a few minutes uh, now as i mentioned during the recording Laurie has probably been asked every question there is to do with Day of the Dead. So if you're expecting an hour-long retrospective of that great movie, uh, then I suggest you go and have a listen to or have a read of any of the great interviews with her, which are all about that subject and are freely available in lots of places uh, online. Because regular listeners, you'll already know by now, we don't prepare questions when we have guests with us. We much prefer just to sit down and have a chat and just see where the conversation flows. And the conversation flowed into all sorts of places. We cover politics, freedom of speech, family, American football, photography and creativity, and, and much, much more. Uh, I, of course, I, I have to, don't I have to ask a few Day of the Dead related questions, but this show is all about Laurie Cardill rather than the character of Sarah, whom she portrays in Day of the Dead. So with that in mind, please sit back, relax, get comfortable. As myself and Tina have, what can best be described as a good old chin wag with Laurie Cardell. Uh, first of all, Laurie, thank you for giving me and Tina some time today. We really appreciate it. So thank you very much.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Finally, we've got this together. I'm really happy about that. It <laughs> takes a while, but we got it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to start. I want to start by asking you about your dad, because uh. oh yeah, I was been reading quite a bit about him because this it's chilly billy and it's a phenomenon that we didn't really get over here in the uk you know with the no. hosting these the really very popular shows uh introducing all the, the weird and wonderful movies that we love as, as as well um would you like to tell the listeners that may not know much about him because it's fascinating i loved i saw a picture of him today next to jerry lewis it was oh my oh, god that's
1: fantastic <laughs> Well, my father was like he signed NBC on in Pittsburgh uh, in I, I, in the mid fifties. Anyway, at that time, you did everything—you were producer, writer, studio booth announcer. You know, you'd hop onto different uh, different positions, and um, so dad became um, sort of like a local hero because he had uh, developed the show called Chiller Theater and it came out of a a bunch of different things that were happening. I think he had an afternoon movie show, and then it became um, apparent that he had a lot of charisma. He always had great television presence and film presence. And um, so he started Schiller Theater. I think it was in 1960, let's see, maybe 61, um, something like that. Um, Anyway, so the show was a show that, you know, he had this wonderful opening, which you can actually look at. I think Chiller Theater Memories is dot um, com is a, a place you can go to and see some of my dad's old video <laughs> and, and that. But um, so he would have guests on, but he he was not like a lot of horror hosts. He was one of the first in the country, yeah. And a lot of the horror hosts, what they did was they would dress up like vampires and things like that. But my dad was always himself. He, he was really cool. Like in the 60s, he had the skinny tie. He looked like, you know, like the Beatles would wear the, the black uh, suit. And um, he had a cool, slick back hair. And he always smoked a cigarette. In those days, you could do it on television. <laughs> and, you know, he would talk to the audience. And then he developed little characters he would have on television between the movies, which would be like, um, I don't know, Maurice the Matchmaker and uh, – Captain Bad, it was this guy that just went around doing bad. He had like these long underwear on and he was like an actor in between. (laughs) It was very funny, but he played these movies. And that's where, uh, you know, George Romero was a big, would watch it. He was at, um, I think, at Carnegie Mellon at the time. And he and his friends would watch the show. And so when George um, had this idea about making this little movie, little movie uh, (laughs) at the time, so what he ended up doing he went up to my father and and asked if he would like to be in it. And dad said, sure, George, whatever you need, whatever you want. And so dad ended up being in Night of the Living Dead. He plays himself Bill Cardill. And uh, George, to this day, in fact, they just showed um, Night of the Living Dead last year at MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art in New York. They had redigitized it, and it looks beautiful. And my father had already just passed that summer, and... George got up there and he said that he said that my dad was responsible basically for his career. One of the, I mean, lovely. so Aww. lovely. And it's because my father, once it was played, you know, it came out, he would just plug, plug it on TV. all time, <laughs> talk about it, talk about it. So it just got this wide, wider audience. And, uh, you know, it just kind of snowballed from there. So oh. but chill Theater was a, a wonderful um it was such a, a wonderful, heartfelt thing because at the end of the – he had two movies he would play. And at the very end of the second movie, it would be like two in the morning, he would stay. He had like rain of the air. He would just sit on the stool smoking his cigarette with his little, <laughs> with his little outfit um, like the Beatles. And he would just talk. He would just look into the camera and talk to everybody. Just, he had the warmest touch and the, the warmest personality. He really loved people. It was not an act. He loved mm-hmm. people and liked to learn about them. And so everybody felt like homey about my father, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was great. Um, I always talk about this, and a lot of people know this already. But when I was in high school, my mother would be sleeping, and I had my boyfriend over, right? We'd be necking on the couch, and, and when chiller was over, it was time for him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, that's a good way of finding out when dad's going to be home. That's
2: for sure. So your, your dad must have been started that and you must have been quite a little girl. Were
1: you- I was. I was. I was. Let's see. I didn't know. See, my dad we started in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is about uh, two hours from Pittsburgh. Uh, It yeah. was like a four or five hour drive at that time because the roads were different. And when dad got the job in Pittsburgh, my mother um, didn't really want to go at that point. And so dad uh, would commute back and forth on his days off. And um, so we didn't move to Pittsburgh totally, you know, all the way until I was in the fifth grade. So um, let's see, that would be 1965, about 1965. I was born in 54, so I was 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that my dad was such a celebrity. (laughs) <laughs> There's a, uh, uh, Maxine Lapidus. Um, she's a wonderful writer and a comedian. She used to say that my dad was like Elvis in Pittsburgh, you know, with yeah. like Billy Billy. It was like, <laughs> so I had no idea what was going on. And I remember I, uh, I tried out for um, cheerleading, right? And mm. I got on the thing. I got on the squad or whatever. I was in the eighth grade and at that point, and they said, Oh, she just got it because she's Chili Billy's daughter. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I just loved. What was great was I loved going to the station to watch my father. Uh, he was, you know, you could just go there and watch him. I'd bring up my girlfriends. We would go up when I was in high school and go on the show. It was very homey and sweet. Yeah, he had many, many different shows, but Chiller Theater. He also did wrestling. With Bruno Sammartino was around. I don't know if you know who that is, but he was a great wrestler, and my father was the MC of that. And wow, he had many different shows. You know. Yeah, Peter was the one that that uh, stayed on for a long
2: time. You we've still- watched quite a few clips of you, dad mm-hmm. because we've got we've never had anything like that in Britain. <clears throat> um, any horror films that were on in britain were always hammer horror mm-hmm. and it would always be a friday night at midnight so that you you'd have to sneak downstairs when you were a kid and then run back upstairs because you'd be terrified of christopher <laughs> lee as dracula right. but, well, but i think well, yeah here yeah too. The, well, the only thing that we we could liken it to is the film elvira right because, we, right. because she did that we've never seen it before so actually watch we've been on youtube and watched quite a bit of your dad presenting chiller theater and he's wonderful and so handsome i was gonna say tina's been
0: swooning over him earlier (laughs) on wasn't he
2: handsome he was gorgeous uh, and his warmth comes through as well he's he's really yeah, yeah yeah
1: He was a very good man. He was a great yeah. executive. Many good things in the community. Won many yeah, awards for, you know, giving his time for muscular yeah. dystrophy little kids and um, raised millions of dollars for that. And uh, He's a good man. Yeah. It, uh,
2: you know, I'm something. sure you do. Yeah.
1: And yeah. Greg uh, who has the show The Walking Dead, that's his show. Yeah. Uh, Greg uh, is the executive producer and he directs and writes and everything. Um. But anyway, so he was a young boy with um, on Day of the Dead, young nineteen, and he was apprenticing with um, Tom Savini. So I'm working with the History Center here in Pittsburgh, um, hopefully to put on an installation about have my father George Greg Nicotero and Tom Savini an installation about
2: how they influence each other and it all came from short theater so wow that'll That's be brilliant. amazing yeah. and dave will probably be able to come and see it
0: yeah oh, that would be if fun. you yeah. yeah i've been um, i've been a steelers fan since 82 and i've Are never you- been to a game um if i could turn the oh, camera around crazy. i could show you just oh up crazy. there i've got a terrible towel and there's all everything's here <laughs>
1: Oh, my oh you're kidding my, they're, they're crazy fans in this house yeah i dated terry bradshaw when i was in college. Really? Oh wow. <laughs> it was on my dad's one of his shows and he saw me i think it was the telethon and he called i was happened to be at my mother's house and he happened to call uh that uh day and you know he, it was his birthday and there was nobody he wasn't doing anything i felt bad for him i said why don't you come with my family? We're going out to dinner. You know, we'll have dinner together. So that's a, that's a nice thing. Wow. Yeah. My husband said that's the only reason he married me. That's what a family
0: nah. is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm hoping. Well, I will. Because it's you know thirty six years I've been waiting to get across to see again.
1: Oh yeah, so you can you know just September let me know.
0: September October I'll be across around about that. Oh, time.
1: oh, you'll have to meet my husband. It'll be great. It'll be fun. <laughs> you know, you call me. I mean I'll give you all my information. I'll email you. Up I'll sure,
0: that'll be great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, with your dad as well. So this that we've got the link, haven't we? You know when your dad was in Night of the Living Dead and then. Goes on. He, he, he was in day as well, wasn't he? He was. He was one. He was a zombie in day, wasn't he? On the lift. No, my father wasn't in, in. Wasn't he? I thought he was in. He was no. in day. Oh, I've been misinformed. I have been. Oh, misinformed. that's okay. My
1: brother. Oh, you know what it is? My brother. Ah. You know, the, the zombie that with the, the soldier's helmet. That's my brother. Oh yeah. Although oh. Yeah. But there were two of them because we shot when the the um, the elevator was going down. That was a place, it was a silo, an old missile silo, right outside of Pittsburgh, very, you know, in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So we shot the, that coming down. But the very top of it was shot actually in Florida. So they made a mock-up of the top. And so everybody gets on that. So there's another guy that did that. Yeah, my, my brother. In fact, yes. <laughs> he party. <laughs> he said, please leave this makeup on. I'm going to the Halloween party because it was around in that time. In wow. That pro- so the next day he couldn't get it off. I called oh. and by pulling it off, and it was. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: You must have been asked every question there is to ask about Day of the Dead, surely. Have you have you ever been surprised by a question lately? <laughs>
1: no, uh, think? Um, no go shoot away.
2: It's okay.
0: Oh, go I'll on. Say, what should, what should we start with, Tina? Because we, we we re-watched it again just the other day, didn't we?
2: Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd have to ask you, Laurie, if you have any idea, uh, and especially now as well, what a massive hero you are to women who like film. Because your character, and I know I, I've read you know, and and heard interviews where you say George wrote the part specifically for you. Since you were in in the film and afterwards, really, I don't think there's ever been, there's only you and Ripley. Um, But you're different to Ripley because you're more, even though it's about zombies, your character in that film is so believable and you're unwaveringly strong in it. Um, and I think your real personality comes through as well, uh, your warmth, and and you're such a great actress. Thank I, you. I really wish that you'd been in loads more films. I know yeah. you probably stayed at home to look after your kids, but yeah. you're just such a hero. Thank um, you you are.
1: A, I mean, I, it's a, such a joy to be a, an inspiration to young women and women yeah. studying film and. You know what the problem was that when we came out, and you've probably heard this in other interviews, Day of the Dead was just came and went. It was mm-hmm. not, you know. Although, you know, and I had, I had actually won some really nice film festivals. You know, best actors in the Cinema du Fantastique, in mm-hmm. France, and one in C- the Sitge film, film Festival. Where I won the best Actors. Yeah. And you know, I and I studied hard to be an actress. So I went to a university mm-hmm. at Carnegie Mellon Milan. Was University And actually, George went there. It was called Carnegie Tech at the time. And I studied Shakespeare. as a you know, classical training.
2: Yeah. And
1: um, so I had done some wonderful theater. I was mostly theater, but I did television soap operas. I was character mm-hmm. on soap operas. I did nighttime television. And um, but when George came to me, this part, you know, was so great and I loved doing it. And I was so proud of it. We all were. We all yeah. were. But even my agent at the time, they said, you know, it's a horror film, or you know, they didn't get it.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Because, because you know, now you can.
2: Did it, you it, have any idea how iconic Sarah would be? No, I did not.
1: No, because it no. was an appointment at the time. No, I didn't. No,
2: <laughs> I knew
1: it was an interesting character, and uh, and I had that I did have to draw on certain things, Tina. And that's right. We can talk yeah. about um, later, but I. I, I was so deeply disappointed. The whole cast was disappointed. Yeah. And, um, but you know what? It's all about here, the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, It's yeah. all about the heart. And we've done something like that, and that it is so accepted and, and loved by people, especially the young women and older women, whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's, that's really worth so much more than a huge career to me, mm-hmm. if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, I did want to raise my children. At the time, I was working a lot. And other things, you know, um, t- uh, just away. And I wanted to be with my daughter who was born. And mm. after my son was born, I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna, you know, go back to Pittsburgh. And because I that was in New York for many years, and I still have a place in New York, and I still, so I, my children are just such great kids and such mm. wonderful people. And we, you know, I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. um, but I loved my work I loved acting and Mm. I you know have that ability and I hope to as an older woman you know it would be wonderful to do other projects Um, uh, you know I'm open I I see some of these new horror films I just saw Veronica do you know that film it's a Spanish film
2: Um, Uh, yeah I've heard of it we haven't actually seen it it's probably one that we'll have to um, review at some point Mm. but yeah,
1: but, yeah. But, you know, there's like this nun in there with her eye. I mean, I'd like to play some character parts. It would be really fun. Yeah, because that talent doesn't go away, and that and that ability of all that training doesn't go away. Mm. My daughter's an actress now. Her name yeah. is Kate Rogal, and she's married to Dana Ashbrook, who's a
2: mm.
1: uh, actor who's in Twin Peaks, um, which is a big show with David Lynch here. And um, you know, my son is a, a, a documentarian. Document, yeah, he is a documentarian. He has his own company, and he he just did for hbo a wonderful documentary documentary excuse me on um, andre the giant he was french
2: oh wow andre the giant i am oh, amazing
1: oh well, it's such a wonderful i got to see it and it is really moving and wonderful yeah. if you get up and watch it on you know your computers it's such a great doc he did a great job yeah and Emmy, too and my dog <laughs> She's an actress and she's also an artist. Um, you oh, can see yeah. up on Instagram, Kate Rogal, R O G A L, and she has so many commissions. She's always working, and she's also a tremendous writer. Yeah. Uh, she just wrote a, a series and um, there's some really big talk around it right now about women boxers. So she too, oh. is
2: pushing,
1: yeah, she too is pushing the the women. Yeah. You know, in the whole Me Too movement, it's a wonderful time for women And in the United States. Hopefully, the women will take over here.
2: Yeah, I hope it happens. I've had a few conversations with uh, with my friends because I think it's quite different over here, mm-hmm. um, and and maybe different for women who who are actually in show business. As well, you know, just ordinary women who've got to work every day right. I think it's I think everybody's feeling it now and I think the thing that I hope that happens is that young lads, young men as they're growing up and boys, just know that grow up knowing that it's not the right thing to do to grab women's boobs and treat them like shit and right. you know when. And isn't it awful that, that all this shit has had to come out about, why, you know, what an awful man he is, Weinstein. Oh, Weinstein. But then in another, yeah, in another way, it's really good that it has all come out and some, everybody's joined together and go, Oh, hold on a minute. Right. Thank God, <laughs> finally. You know, when I yeah. wrote
1: a book about uh, childhood uh, abuse, uh, sexual abuse, not by by uh, my uncle, you know, I, I had that published in, I think it was in the early 2000, and, you know, I just actually self-published it, but it shows the mind of somebody that's going through remembering and working on all of that,
2: mm.
1: and um, so I've been an advocate for women and a big mouth and all that, um, once I, I did my psychological work around it and healed a bit, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: And, uh, so, I do believe, you know, some of Sarah is, was it, well, she is me, you know, she is yeah. me. The, yeah, yeah. Um, so, in fact, let's see, that was in 85. Yeah, shortly after 85, I, I mean, I moved back here. And I think maybe that's when it all hit me, um, mm. you know, because I was not working in, all the time and I had time to reflect. And um, after my son was born, Jake, I, you know, I started having memories and I thought I was losing my mind and they didn't know about PTSD uh, mm. post-traumatic. But they did say to me, you know, you have this thing that Vietnam veterans get after. And so I kind of work with that framework. But, yeah, so it was ready to pop. Sarah brought it forward.
2: (laughs) Well, one thing about the character of Sarah and you more than anything is, Apart from her being really different and, you know, she's so hard as well, isn't she? Not hard, you know, emotionally, but like really a tough woman and she's the only woman that's there. And the other thing is normally women in horror films, they're they're just all tits, really, aren't they? And they fall over and then then they have sex and get killed. And they get murdered. Yeah, yeah. There was no question of that happening to you. And I oh. think if a different actress had have played the part of Sarah, it would have been a totally different role. It's all you, Laurie. Sorry, oh. I don't mean to sound a bit suck ass here. Oh. You know,
1: but very moved. No kidding, I really do. I am getting. A yeah,
2: bad. it's a, you could. There's a real depth to to you in that film, and little bits that I've seen in other parts that you've acted. In which there aren't enough of, and oh. you need to get back on the horse, there, girl.
1: <laughs> I'm for sale.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would. You know, I just watching you. Um, because we tried to find. Is it three, three days? The short film that you were in. Was it three? Three uh, is in the title, isn't it? Three. Uh,
1: yeah, i That was just more. Mostly, it was going to be a film, but we just. It ended up just being basically a promotion.
2: Was it?
1: It was like a because little. The three. It was called The Three.
2: Yeah. yeah. I did think a couple you, You're acting in that as well, even though there's there's only a couple of little, like, one minute snippets on YouTube. Right. Yeah, you, you're wonderful in it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you I are? did. Do you ever see Tales from
1: the Dark Side? That's another yeah. yeah, TV yeah. show. I did something called Florence Bravo after I had done Day in that. And it's about yeah. a woman losing her mind. And, um, or not. Who knows? Maybe she really, you know, saw these ghosts. But um, yeah, I did that. I did a lot of theater. I came back to Pittsburgh. I did some wonderful theater and I did travel all through Bulgaria with a a piece that we did called 70 Scenes of Halloween. And it was a very interesting, (laughs) it, it was very repetitive, but it was a wonderful example of American theater, naturalism. And Mladen Kislov, who was a very famous in Bulgaria, was teaching at Carnegie Mellon and he saw it and he wanted to bring it to Europe to, for us to
2: mm.
1: do the show. It was a great, it was a wonderful play. Really interesting play, yeah. So I did some theater here for sure, yeah.
2: Did you do any Shakespeare?
1: I had, well, I, my senior year I got to play um uh, Rosalind, which is the largest, oh. female- as you like it. And that yeah.
2: was
1: a great thing. And Edith Skinner, who is a, a, a wonderful teacher, uh, she developed, um, uh, a, a, a classical way of speaking for Americans. It's not quite British. It's standard yeah. American speech. I was yeah. lucky to have her. She's very famous in the States. And, um, she wanted me to go work in the Globe, uh, theater in, uh, I forget where it was, oh my God, I'm blanking at um, in London. Yeah. no, not that one. There's one in the states too.' oh right. Shakespeare. Right. And um, but you know, it's funny because at the time, I was so grateful for her to offer me that work. but i at that time, I really wanted to be in New York because on the east coast, and mm-hmm. i I liked it. i I loved um I like the east coast in, of the states. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: I can see you playing Regan in King Lear.
1: Well thank you. Maybe would
2: be perfect.
1: Great. Well, let's put on a production. Come on. on.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll be there. It'll take us a couple of days to get to Pittsburgh. <laughs> but I don't think Dave will want to come home. No, he'll just be a little <laughs> <Yeah. you. laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I had a wonderful time.
1: I did a show with them um, at uh in uh where we oh my goodness gracious. Um Manchester, England.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: recently, and that November, that was wonderful. Marcus and his wife Christina—they did a wonderful show. It was great. Had so much fun. You know, the UK. Everybody was always great to us. From Mm -hmm. day, they got it. They appreciated it. It was. It was. um, You know, it was. Your country was fantastic and smarter about it at that time. (laughs) I hate to say that's true. Well, you're always ahead in the arts. We're, now we're getting, you know, we're good, we're good. But you know, we have a big range of Well, you have a lot of crap too. <laughs> well, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we have a lot of crap too. Yeah. There's all sorts of crap been happening today. It's just like we could just spend hours talking about Donald Trump and oh my Theresa God. May. Oh my God. I'm going to a march tomorrow. Oh my God, I can't believe what's happening in this country. I'm
1: so active. I am Sarah out there. I am nuts. Really, I'm even worse than Sarah would be. I'm going to a march tomorrow in Pittsburgh. Here, I went to the women's march in New York. You know, right after this. Oh, good. My kids are with me. My husband. Tomorrow, we're marching with standing with the kids in um, in Florida. That massacre that took. Oh
2: yeah.
1: So it's a a gun. I want to show up for them because they are. They want to create their future, and Mm
2: -hmm.
1: adults are failing them so much, and it's. It's just embarrassing and horrible, and it needs to be changed. There's so many bullies here right now.
2: We do, We really don't get the gun thing in Britain, do we, Dave? No, we just.
0: We, don't,
1: no. we just.
2: Yeah. I mean, why do you need a machine
1: gun? You don't yeah. you, I mean, you can't shoot deer with it or hunt with it. Yeah. If they want target practice. Well, you know, okay, you get to not have your target practice so that children will live. I, I, I mean, I. Don't even get me. It's, <laughs> you don't want to see what happens. <laughs> you don't want to see
2: it. We watch the news every night and it's always full of what Donald's done during yeah. that day. Yeah. And well, uh, it's like a comedy show. <laughs> it
1: is. It is. Except I, I'm so afraid for our democracy.
2: Yeah.
1: The Russian collusion and all that. You know, he's so obviously. I think, very guilty of many, many, many things. I, You know, when I was living in New York, he was a, a figure there uh, in yeah. the 70s and 80s, and he was obnoxious then. Yeah. And, when he running, and he, you know, he was just a sham artist, a scam artist. Everyone knew that, that was had some sort of intelligence. Not to say that people that voted for him in this country don't have intelligence, yeah. they do, but I think they were hoodwinked. They didn't know this man. They just didn't know mm-hmm. it, and different, and... A lot of people don't delve deeply into politics and i don't blame them in some ways but <laughs> yeah. we need to know our, our candidates well
2: so. yeah
1: yeah it's, it's an embarrassment
2: well we've got a prime minister who nobody voted for so oh yeah same here.
1: Trump did not win the popular vote.
2: Yeah, it's incredible, really, isn't mm-hmm. it? We could spend hours talking about oh, Trump. No, it's us as well. We love it. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> we're fascinated <laughs> every time we turn the news on. And what's going to be next? You know, what's he done next? What's he tweeted lately? <laughs> it's
1: like, what? Oh, I know. Oh, I'm I'm addicted to it. I watch it all the time. I really I'm addicted to it. My husband is sick of me. I mean, really. <laughs> He hears me talking to the television in the other room. Although she (laughs) goes, breathing and swearing. Oh, Uh, (laughs)
2: terrible!
0: Well, you're you're a creative family as well, though, haven't you? You've said everything, you know, that your kids are doing and everything. And I saw uh, a part interview with you the other day, and you said something that I totally agree with as well, as far as like creativity goes, and that that you don't need the big, you know ten thousand pounds worth of equipment or this that and the other it's all it's about you as a person and bringing your creativity out and it doesn't matter what you're going to use it's you as a person isn't it that that gives the end result
1: well look i mean look at your show it's a big hit and that's you know you're in your house and you're you know so of course it's a different world and different medium but you you can see i mean great artists are great artists and they'll use whatever to make great art and And good art, Uh, you know, you don't have to be great. Just do it for yourself. Do it for your own sense of, there's like a spiritual connection for me when I'm creative. And something takes over and it just starts to work. And I'm deeply involved in photography. I have been, and I've had a lot of shows. I had some shows in New York. I had uh, an installation, a couple of installations here uh, with uh, photography as a part of the installation. Um, I I just can't stop taking pictures and, and commenting on, The state of my organic self, you know, and different feelings, what's happening in the world and, you know, translating it through the medium of um, photography for me is what I chose. And that helps keep me creative, you know. Yeah. You
0: do need I actually definitely.
2: I found you on Instagram through your photographs before I, I actually realized you were that Laurie Cardell. Oh no, kidding! <laughs> Honestly, I I just really loved your photos, and then thought, oh, isn't that funny? That because I, ah. you know, I'm a film fan as well, and I'm 53, so <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> you know. And I look, I lo- I loved your photos, and would comment on them, and then you would answer me, which is really lovely. Or that's one thing that that is really lovely about you. You you do answer people. You're not. A star in inverted commas, even though you are a star, you're always really personable and lovely, and you know, you're just a really lovely lady. Thank um, but you. I, I but that. I did, did, didn't know that you were film star, Laurie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just really loved your photo, and your photos are so gorgeous.
1: Thank you, thank you.
2: And I've I- tried to. Find some of your um, um, some of your photos, but every time I Google you, because one of your exhibitions was uh, to do with soldiers in the Iraq War, mm-hmm. weren't yeah. they? And I, I couldn't at f- all. Every time I Google you, all it comes up with, no matter what I put in, are just photos of you. I know. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think for that it just didn't get publicity, or was it? It wasn't. Um brought to for, uh as far as publicity. What, the, what it was is is a place called Filmmakers, which uh, is um, a place where people go to learn film and photography. And um, it's a, a great organization, wonderful, produces great talent and great teachers. Um, so basically for this installation, um, it, it, there were photographs after the Iraq, when the Iraq, Iraq war was going on. Um, Bush at the time was not letting the people of our country see the caskets that were coming over. Mm, yeah, was, I that, that bothered me so much and I was invited to go to Walter Reed, which is a big uh, military hospital outside of Washington, D.C. And uh, for Day of the Dead, actually, through the uh, oh. U.S. Me and Gary Clark, uh, who played Steel, we were invited and um, we met the soldiers some of the wounded soldiers it was a great day and each one i would ask them uh, may i you know take a picture a photograph of you do you mind mm-hmm. i'll just take one i'll just shoot it one time and um and they were great about it and they were very wounded uh, they were yeah. very, so i put the the photographs were put up in this uh, wonderful building as you first walk in and it was called our children Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of controversy about it because it was some of it was kind of gory. It was in-your-face. I was doing a lot of in-your-face photography mm-hmm. to make people see things, really look.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: And, uh, there was a cafeteria, like a little coffee, you know, thing, right next door, right there where the pictures were. And people. some people complained.
2: They complained. That. Yeah, that- it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just, this is what art is. You need to be shaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to look. You know, don't yeah. eat it
0: bothers oh, you we're
2: well, just yeah. looking,
0: pictures, you know mm. yeah we've seen so. quite a few videos haven't we tina with in today where people are getting offended by whatever yeah uh, and the, the big news yeah. story here is that uh, a scottish comedian uh he he went to court he did the, this joke that you know you could say oh, so it's it's in bad taste but it was meant to be in bad taste that was the whole point of it and he's got taken to court because somebody got offended by it and complained, uh, this, yeah. and now he's been to court and was found guilty. And it's like, where that's is it going to go? Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: that's what I mean about democracy. That what is happening to democracy? This should not happen. Mm. I and mean, this is what's happening over over in, in Europe and, and here in the United States. It's really frightening. It's frightening. Yeah. And I have a friend. Her name was Margaret Nunberg, And she was actually analyzed by Freud. And her parents were... Uh, Her father was Freud's children's pediatrician. And um, Margaret and her family brought psychoanalysis over to the United States. Um, But uh, anyway, she used to talk to me about how they tried to get Freud out of um, Vienna, I think, at the time, because they could see what was happening. You know, it was just awful that Hitler was starting to rise. And Mm -hmm. and he left, but they... Floyd didn't believe it was going to, you know, no, that can't happen, you know. And then his, he finally got out and went to England right, um, you know, right in time to escape. Mm. You know, you uh, you can't take anything for granted, uh, especially democracy. It's uh, very fragile, you know, mm. it's very fragile, as we're seeing here in the United States.
2: Well, over here, they're, they're shutting people up about all sorts of things and, and it's quite incredible really that it's happening. Oh, it's Yeah, but it what was it was he sentenced? Did he get his, Uh it's next week he's, he's getting sentenced. sentenced yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: you know i mean jail time or
2: yeah pro- probably it oh. is quite offensive what he he, he got he, his girlfriend has a pug dog and she loves this dog and he has taught the dog to do a hitler salute a nazi it's salute with cool. yes. mm-hmm. its paw when he says gas the jews Oh, that's Which is, terrible. That's, <laughs> that's terrible. It's awful. It's oh. awful. Well, but, is, right? yeah. but But, he explains that it's a
0: joke he and it. it's didn't, bad test. Yeah, he did it because yeah. it was something like his girlfriend was always on about how cute this pug is and it's the cutest dog in the world. So he thought, well, what? what's the most offensive thing I can make this pug do So to say to her look he's not that cute because he's doing that so he, you know the he got the dog to do this when he was saying that as the as the key trigger to make the dog lift its its paw up so the context behind it was this is why i'm doing it and to get back at my girlfriend to go look he's not a cute pug because he's doing this and then because somebody got offended by it and then it's just escalated mm. and ended up with him in court it's
2: and he'll yeah. go to jail
0: crazy yeah well because you about, know there are some lines
1: that one can cross. I know in Germany you can't even have a swastika or any memorabilia mm, so, yeah. so memorabilia from that time that's, that's people collect yeah. it and I, I but but there is free speech. I mean yeah. I it's awful what he said. I think it's I mean, I like black humor, but sometimes at the expense of that. You know, I have my uh, limits uh-huh. too. Oh yeah. In, yeah. 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 Democracy, you know. Um, I mean, look over here. We had uh, the Nazis, you know, Nazis rally here and President Trump mm-hmm. basically ended them. Yeah, um, he did, but, didn't he? Oh, my God. <laughs> and, there was, um, and that's not funny. I mean, this was real. You know, that yeah. was like yeah. a, a shocking joke that is black humored. And, you know, this was real Nazis. In fact, somebody was just elected um, in, in a small district. Uh, I think in the Midwest. I'm not sure where exactly, but he he's a he's a Nazi and he is also um, denies the Holocaust and he was a mm.
2: Who the hell votes for people
1: like that? <laughs> oh my god, people like horror movies. I don't know. Just turn a- on. <laughs> well, this this when, was, this was when in uh... Kim
2: Jong. When he meets Kim Jong Il, you'll have to come back on so we can talk about.
1: It. <laughs> good, good. I'd love it. I don't think he's gonna meet him. Do you think he's gonna meet him? I don't think yeah. he's really a—he's a bully and he is a coward. I mean, yeah. he fired Rex Tillerson as a coward. He yeah. couldn't look him in the face. He was probably jealous of his business success. I mean, Trump made it by borrowing money and scamming people and uh, borrowing money and borrowing and not paying people and horrible.
2: He's got lovely hair though.
1: Oh, I love <laughs> <like> it. <him. laughs>
0: Oh boy! boy. <laughs> well, I was going to say this this thing with this comedian. Obviously, it's all happened in Scotland. But for our listeners in Scotland, I do want to point out that there is a lot of people there with a lot of sense because the Edinburgh Film Festival, I noticed, which is happening, uh, it's in July, uh, as their tribute to George Romero, the showing Day of the Dead.
2: Yay!
1: Oh, tell them to fly me over. <laughs> <laughs> i love Scotland. Oh, my love, Scotland. Our daughter, when she went to Carnegie Mellon, she was in the French Festival there. Oh, And uh, actually, you know, it's interesting. I, If you don't mind me talking about it, I, we, so we took a, a boat. Um, it was uh, like from Glasgow all the way through the locks.
2: Oh, down lovely.
1: To, it was a great trip, my son and my husband and I. And when I was there, in the Queen's Mile there, and when they have, yeah. do you know from... Yeah the the uh, cast down to the castle from the stadium the they have the, all the people doing the young students and you know juggling and doing their thing and there was a young boy this was one of my installations there was a young boy sitting against the wall and he had a like a, you know when babies are born they wrap them in with that baby blanket it mm-hmm. seems universal yeah. like a little blue yeah. stripe so he had that down he had a, a cup down he was you know begging for money. And, um, he was probably a junkie, maybe 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And the, so all these other young kids were so hopeful and had hope in their hearts. And I saw him there and I, I went up to him and I said, you know, I gave him a little bit of money and I asked him if he wouldn't mind if I took a photo of him and I promised him I would never abuse it. You know, I Mm -hmm. wouldn't use that in any way, uh, to make money or anything, but if I could use it, uh, take your picture so what I did was, I, I it was a time of film before digital, and I I had this, it was a really thin um, negative. And, oh, I just, I had this idea of blowing it up, and um, I went to a lab, and they they blew it up to life size. And I built the wall behind him that looked like he was sitting there, but it was a cut, cardboard cutout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I told the story over like a, a a loudspeaker in the room. And then before you go in there, there's a cutout of James Dean and the cutout of Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. And the, the name of it was, the defi- I had the definition of famous. And uh, I put famous to exist more than another person. Mm-hmm. And fact, I've always been intrigued by fame and people that are famous and how they act or don't act or how they interact with people. And even the Queen's Mile, they were going down that way. And there's a, there's always suffering, really, underneath most, mm-hmm. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see that, which goes back to the other photographs of the soldiers. And um, and Laurie Anderson, I don't know, do you know her music? Yeah, she, yeah. So beautiful. At that time, Strange Angels was a big song. And I just kind of did a lullaby to this young boy. Now oh, I get all choked up, sorry. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah it was uh you know i got to i got to present that at a big show and uh yeah, I hope he's okay
2: yeah I wonder what happened to him. I bet he would have been really made up mm-hmm. that you did that about him
1: yeah like only well you know yeah.
2: well,
1: maybe he knows somehow
2: yeah, you never know there's a big division in Britain between the south and the north, isn't there, Dave? Huge, yeah, yeah. Um, So we live in North Wales, and oh. Manchester is in the north of England, and then Scotland is like a country unto itself, really. It's beautiful, Scotland. The people oh. who live in Scotland are amazing. They're great. Oh. Uh, but they're all us poor people live up here, and all the rich people live down there, sort of oh. London, yeah, yeah,
1: mm. yeah. I... I... You know, I come from a working class family. Mom I yeah. worked for the post office and um, you know, my dad um, was a working guy, really. Even yeah. though he was a working guy.
2: Right. You have the most beautiful family I've ever seen in my life. Oh. Your dad was so handsome. Your mum it was her birthday the other day, wasn't she? And you put a photograph of. She's so gorgeous. Oh, she's like Princess yeah. Grace, isn't she? Oh, she's beautiful. so beautiful. Well, I her
1: that. She said, oh, I hate that picture. I said, no. Oh, she looks <laughs> lovely. So beautiful. I so elegant. I well, May, I hate to say, though, I put her up on Facebook, and I'm, I'm going to be getting off of Facebook until Trump is out of office because I yeah. am. Uh, you know, people want to follow me. They can go to Twitter. It's Lori mm-hmm. Cardill at Laurie Rogal, R-O-G-A-L. And because I just, you know, it's hard to delete your Facebook page. It's not yeah. easy because you connect to people and, and all kinds of things happen. And I like to post photography. But I can't, I mean, what's going on and what happened with this, um, the Analytica, um, yeah. sorry, in the name of it, you know, uh, Cambridge Analytica, I just... Uh, they need to get their act together around this. And I just, anything to not support Trump is is, um,
0: is my mission.
2: Yeah, Dave came off Facebook a while ago, didn't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, at the end of last year, yeah. yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And I only stay on it because it's the only outlet I've got to put my my heart up as well. So, but... uh beautiful. Oh, thank you.
1: You <laughs> are, you are, it is, and yes...
2: Oh, it's very nice of you to say thank you, but your uh, g- your children as well. Because um, I've seen pictures that you've taken of J- Jake, your son, and Kate. They're like the most good-looking kids. Oh, they are. <laughs> well, well, that man and lady. They're not. They're not. You know, little kids, but they just. Oh, they're so. Jake well, is so agent. handsome.
1: Yeah, I know. My agent said, "Lori, oh come on." He won't go in front of cameras. No way. He likes to <laughs> behind the camera. And I said to him, people approach him in New York because they both live in New York, and they say, "You know, would you like to model?" He goes, "No, thank you. No, thank you." Oh, uh, so I'm kind of happy beautiful. about that for him. I mean, that he can choose other things that are maybe. Well, more- they look
2: like their mum as well, don't they?
1: Thank you. And my, <laughs> they You know what? The best thing is that they're 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 gorgeous inside, which is the most
2: yeah, important. Yeah. So, good yeah.
0: People. What did, what did they think about Day of the Dead? When was the first time that your kids watched it? Oh, uh, oh.
1: let's see. Uh, Katie was born in... She was a year old on set. She, she Like, from six months to a year. Uh, teen, my. She actually started walking on the set of Day of the Dead when we were in Florida. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow.
1: And Tina Romero, who is Katie's uh, age, she was George's daughter, so they became... But they're still friends now in New York. Yeah, um, yeah. but... Um, no, so she. It was funny to watch these little babies, were you know, just <laughs> against these like, monsters and uh, zombies walking around. It was very funny. It really uh, was. You know, my kids. They uh, Jake is. They love uh, scary movies. And, Do they, you know, yeah. Movies, you know? Um, but I'm their mom. I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, I'm their mom. It, it, they don't. <laughs> I mean, they care. They're very proud of me. I mean, they really are, and they support me and. They support everything I do, and they'll come into the shows or do ever whatever, and um, so I'm really happy. As we do with them, we're just supportive. And you know, when we've all gone through tough times, what we've done as a family is just talk about it, work yes. on it, get it mm-hmm. there if we needed to, you know, to work through different things. So uh, we sort of scraped and scrapped, and I think a lot of it it comes from uh, that profound sharing of the sad times together too, and the mm-hmm. different. You know which just makes us a very
0: strong family.
1: Mm. <coughs> Excuse me,
0: <laughs> what have you got? What have you got for this year? Then what's planned for you for later this year?
1: Yeah, well, there's something that I think
0: a lot of people are going to be happy with
1: that uh, no day of the dead. So I just can't talk about it at all right now. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> <laughs> we'll let you off then. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could, I want to, but um. We'll see, and we just I just have
2: to say, watch this space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch,
1: listen to your show.
2: Yeah, mm. follow yeah. Laurie on on Twitter, yeah. and you'll find out. Right. Yeah, we.
1: Yeah. May, it's it's going to be uh, hopefully. Uh, I know the fans will absolutely
0: love it. So, oh, okay. mm, great. I've got to ask you about George Romero. Um, oh. What What was he like to work with, and what was he like as a director as well? What was his directing style for you? Well, he was. He was. A person that loved actors,
1: unlike a lot of directors, uh, respected actors and um, came from the same, like I said, the same background that I did, which is a training where in that training, you learn to do everything, whether it be costume design, set, uh, act, if you're not an actor, you know, direct if you're not a director, it was learning the the every aspect of the of the industry and of theater in, in its way. And so there was. We come from a, a great respect for each each of us. So George had. A, it was like a family. I mean, I, I I wish I could make interviews a little more interesting and different, but it's just mm-hmm. that's what it was. It was George is very gracious, and he's give. He was giving. Uh, notice I say is uh, was uh, that's sad, a very giving. Um, always was taking ideas if you had them and. He was fantastic. The set was a great place to be. It was fun. It was funny. I was kind of pressured, though, because, you know, I I was on screen all the time, so I had to concentrate a lot. And I always wanted to hang out with the guys in the (laughs) makeup room, you know, where they were doing all the effects. I just love it. I really am, like, I want to be one of the boys, you know.
2: Even <laughs> Joe Palato, because he's really scary. <laughs> oh, he,
1: he is so funny. He is so <laughs> very smart, man. He's yeah. hysterical. He's, <laughs> he comes from the theater, too. He, Yeah, he, he was scary. He was. I was looking at it the other day. I don't know where I saw a picture from day, and he was very handsome in that. You know?
2: Yeah, yeah. And what another great actor as well that should have been in. I mean, he's always worked, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's like looking at you as well, two really great actors in that film. And, and like, your careers should have been massive.
1: Well, thank you. But, you know, it doesn't <laughs> – talent, unfortunately, is not the only thing that matters in the – Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, soap you can sell and, and you know. Fame, well, like I said, fame, you know – to be famous, you don't exist more than another person. So it's it's outside of one's. Yeah.
0: Hmm. What would you like to see? Um, just to, just keep it to the zombie thing a minute, because that George made the the trilogy, and then he made there was land and survival and this, that, and the other. And I know there's talk, isn't there? I don't know if this is something that you can talk about if it's linked to what you were gonna say, you say, but you can't. Oh, no. They they me. they made. No, but- they the, the remade Day of the Dead, didn't they? Did you see the remake of Day of the Dead? I did see this one, no. Which, um, which, which is I, it's awful. It's, re- it's really bad. It's, it's
1: really bad. bad. Yeah. I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment too much, but I did hear that it has nothing, that the remake seemed to have nothing to do with Day of the Dead. Yeah. And um, I sometimes I think it's just the people that own it never respected it. And, yeah. um, mm. it's, you know, that's their prerogative. They own yeah. it and they can do whatever they want with the franchise. But... Um, I wish it, they would have more respect for it, you know, yeah. um, because it's, you know, it's really an art form. Well, they I don't did, get
0: it. I did hear that they're going to remake it again. is, is one of the last things that I heard. But they, they don't have to do that. They can make another sequel because, of course, Sarah is on the island. You can carry on now. It's, you know, it's 30 years later and carry on the story. <laughs> and you could be in that. Um, yeah,
1: they could have. Done that. Hmm. Yeah, they could have done that. But, uh, you know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, can, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know those people that own it. I don't know them. We, do you think
2: I, Sarah's still on the beach fishing? Having a cocktail. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Um, I can't imagine her getting pregnant with the two fellas that were left. Mm-hmm. I think she probably killed them and ate them. That's <laughs> oh, what I like to think. Like.
1: Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, th- I think you know. I, I think all of the Romero people try to do. If we do anything, it's it, it's an honor. It's to do it in honor of George. You know, mm, and I know George Catoro is feels the same. And um,
0: yeah. Yeah, well that's good. Well, we're, com- we're coming up to an hour. I don't want to take all all of your of your day up. Um, oh, I am I, I am going to pick your brains offline when we finish okay. though about Pittsburgh because I've got loads of questions <laughs> to ask about Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. So I will pick oh, your brains you about that.
1: <laughs> oh my god, you want to talk to my husband? I mean, he is a he's a, a crazy. He goes to every game. Oh, is- oh. Oh, dang. oh, really? His whole life?
0: Yeah, I went. I mean, I did go. I, I visited Pittsburgh once in the early 90s and I went to Three Rivers, but it was in the off season. So right. I didn't get to see a game, but I went to Three Rivers. And obviously now that's gone and they're at Hinesfield. Um, right. But yeah, to finally see a game oh, we, will be incredible.
1: Pittsburgh is a fantastic town. You're going to love it. It's cultured, it's beautiful. It, they, we had to clean our act up here because of the smog from, you know, we were a steel tech. And we were ahead of cleaning up, you know, cleaning up the air. And it's a beautiful city, very progressive. A lot of tech, Google's here. You know, um, Amazon may come here. It, it's it's a great yeah. great will Love it. You'll have we'll to have use- to
0: together. Yeah, okay? definitely, it'd be great. You no, know, if
1: you need a place to stay, maybe let's come stay here. <laughs>
0: oh, thank you.
1: Seriously, you know, I have a good friend I met through. One of the shows, he's become like a lifelong friend, and he comes in. He's also a stealer, he lives in Alaska, wow. and he, he become great friends. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna when we're done, I'm gonna come down there and
0: get Jim to talk to you about the stealer. <laughs> That's <was> great. Thank <laughs> oh you. <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what I'll do, of course, you've mentioned like your Twitter and I know you're coming off Facebook, we'll put we'll put all the links where everybody can find, follow everything that you do, your Instagram account, we'll put it onto our website when this episode goes out online and then everybody can follow um, what you're doing and obviously we're, we're intrigued to find out what's going to be happening later this year then for when you can talk about it. Right. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, thank
0: you, Laurie, it's been lovely talking to you and even better that we lovely. can see you as well with the video. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? I have to say, I think we'd all be such good friends if we lived close. I can feel it. <laughs> yes. Honestly, I do. I, 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 I'm I, very moved to meet you guys. Oh, well, thank you. Oh,
2: can't tell you how refreshing it, because we, we talk to a lot of sort of famous people and the you, you're just so lovely and oh, normal. I I, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, I never... Yes, I, I don't like that aspect of not being...
2: Oh, so thank you, you for been, being normal. Uh, you, what did you say? Thank you for thank being normal. You, being normal. <laughs> you too. All right, thanks. <laughs> a Lori. little crazy,
1: actually. Uh, but, uh, I guess that's normal. <laughs>
0: And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another show. Hopefully you all enjoyed listening to it as much as we did, having a chat with Laurie. Uh, I've got to say, it's been my privilege to chat with a lot of people with these interview shows over the years, and it's always amazing and uh, it warms my heart when we get to chat to people who just completely exceed all expectations you may have of them Uh, we talked, myself and Tina we had a a, good chat we do um, before the recording began and after the recording and Laurie is just one of the the warmest and funniest and it seems almost an insult to say words like lovely you know what I mean, she's she's, um, a, a very kind human being I think is, is, is a good way of summing her up she really is uh so there we are like i said at the beginning uh it, it we weren't going to focus on day of the dead i must say though i blame imdb <laughs> because i mentioned um uh, dad being in day of the dead he's listed on imdb that's where it must have got it from he's listed on imdb so once again imdb have failed us like they have many times <laughs> in the past. <laughs> Uh, so you will of course you'll want to follow what laurie does uh, and find out what this tease is what's coming up later this year that's going to please day of the dead fans what could it be Uh, so all the details where you can find and follow her uh, once again like we always do will be on our website just go to the page for this episode our website is 60minuteswith.co.uk there's a contact us form on there should you wish to do, uh, send us an email or you can email us direct, which is contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk. We always like people emailing us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and you can follow us on Instagram. Both of those are at 60 Minutes With. And I haven't said this for a few episodes. Yes, it's the numerical 60, not the alphabetical one. So thank you all very much for listening. Uh, please give us some feedback uh, about the show. Please get in touch with Laurie. Say hello to her. Uh, and like I say, follow her on uh, on her a, on a Twitter and um, on her Facebook before she deletes it until she comes back a little bit later. <laughs> so yes, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back very soon. There is another interview show coming up. Uh, I'm gonna be chatting with Gary Tunnicliffe all about Hellraiser Judgment. Uh, that one's gonna be focused just purely on that movie. So we'll see you again soon and goodbye.